0: This is Hemant. And
1: Jessica. And
0: you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. If you like what you're listening to, please go to patreon.com slash podcast. And we had one quick announcement, Uh which might be exciting for some of you. Uh Uh, Starting this weekend, we're going to be putting the audio of this podcast up on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Um, If you go on the Friendly Atheist channel, just search for Friendly Atheist on YouTube. You'll find my channel. Mm -hmm. We'll start putting the audio of this up there. And I don't know if people want to hear that, but I've heard from some people that they would like that option. So there you go.
1: Put it up on whatever channels. And And?
0: we will add one more thing, which is next week Mm -hmm. is our 400th episode. Yeah,
1: can you believe it? No
0: and uh, we do have one thing we are planning right now, which we'll hopefully announce next week. Yep. So stick around for that. Mm-hmm. It'll be a special bonus for Patreon donors. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I think you will enjoy it. I so think we will so see. too. Um,
1: All right. Also, apologies in advance. There's no way this episode is going to be good.
0: <laughs> we have the Wally fireworks going off in the background. We have. Which
1: is scaring the utter shit out of my dog. Yes. Th- listen. I have lived in this neighborhood for five years. This is a very heavily Hindu neighborhood, and that's wonderful. It always (laughs) smells very good on my block. However, apparently starting in the year of our Lord 2021, fireworks are a part of Diwali now, which I do not believe they have been in the past. Maybe I'm wrong. But so basically, since sundown, my dog has been losing her mind. I've had a rough week. So this, there's just some tension here. <laughs> so if there's fireworks, if I'm yelling at the dog, th- we're just all going to have to get through this you, together. You
0: think I'm going to edit that out, but I won't. Oh, he's
1: simply too lazy. No, it's exactly. Not, I want to be clear. I edit my other podcasts. It's not that hard. He just shan't.
0: That is correct. <laughs> Uh, I wanted to start with actually some slightly good news.
1: Slightly good news. Uh, I,
0: no, it's good news. Okay. But um, here's <laughs> the story, because there's not much good news. Is of it
1: course. good news you just don't want to get too excited because everything else is terrible? Yeah, I was going to say, it has to do with
0: <laughs> the election results on Tuesday, which were... In large part, scary as shit, because everything turned red, sometimes too far red.
1: Yeah, last week I um, did myself a favor and snoozed all of the uh, news media outlets that I follow on Facebook.
0: Didn't realize that was an option.
1: Yeah, sure fucking is, and I'm much happier. To be clear, not happy, but happier. (laughs) So I'm behind on news for mental health reasons. Congratulations. Thank Um, you. So this
0: story involves a guy named Andrew Zwicker who is in my opinion the sort of person you wish was in elected office but almost never is. This is a guy who's a physicist. He is he works for the Princeton Plasma Physics Laboratory.
1: Okay, well, he shouldn't be in office. He's busy with <laughs> plasma. I know. Um uh, like physics.
0: he advocates for the STEM fields and he does all this stuff and he doesn't have some weird side hustle as a like weirdo who promotes crazy shit. No, sure. he's he walks the walk, talks the talk. It's all good. So a few years ago, like 2015, mm-hmm. he ran for state house in New Jersey, cool, and he won, Yay. And he won real, and he won by a very slim margin. We're talking under a hundred votes uh-huh. in a election with lots more votes. Uh-huh. Um, and he won re-election in 2017 and 2019. So it's like, all right, this guy has a good foothold mm-hmm. in New Jersey politics. That's great. And last year, sure. the guy, the state senator representing his district decided to retire he was i don't know be a lobbyist whatever Uh republicans do when they leave um and so (laughs) zwicker who is this in the state house in the general assembly he says you know what i'm gonna risk my seat i'm gonna go for the state senate spot um and i'll i'll hopefully you know i hope some other democrats win the spot i'm taking up here that's a big hope and it's a swing district like Uh it could have gone either way and I remember Tuesday, his was one of the elections I was watching, one of the races I was watching. Oh, yeah. And I remember Tuesday night, I went to bed thinking, oh, shit, he lost. Because I saw the returns, like 100% of precincts reporting, mm-hmm. and he was down. I- I'm making this up, but it was like 32,000 to 30,000. It's like, oh, man, it's 2,000 votes you got to make up. I don't, it looks like everything's in. What I didn't realize in the thing I was looking at is, one, they had not declared a winner yet. And the reason was because they were still waiting on early votes, mail-in votes, all that stuff we were still waiting on. And so the next day—there's chaos all around me as I speak—the next day, as all the results were actually finishing up and the tallies were being finished up, it turned out Zwicker had won the race— it still hasn't been officially called, but uh-huh. now he's, like, 2,000 votes up. Oh, okay. And it's, like, we're at the point where, you, like, a Republican who's relying on the early vote is not really going to make up a lot of ground here. Sure. So it's almost as good as done oh, as we sure. speak this, but it looks like it's done. Here's why I'm excited, um, specifically about this race, not just because he's pro-science in, like, all the ways, mm-hmm. Um It's because this is one of the handful of openly atheist state officials in the country. And I'm not saying like he's unaffiliated or agnostic. No, no, no. He's one of the few officials who, if you ask him, like, what is your label? Uh He says, oh, I'm an atheist.
1: And he's a fan of ours, right? He's totally. a consistent listener. Hey, I'm what's his name again? John. Andrew Zwicker. Hey, Andrew. So glad you listen.
0: So I should say uh, the Free Thought Equality Fund PAC, uh-huh. which is an arm of the American Human Association, they've endorsed him for previous cycles. They endorsed him in this one, too. And this is what they said about him in their bio mm-hmm. Andrew Zwicker is a scientist, legislator, and atheist. Dang. Oh,
1: shit. <laughs> that was his lead. That
0: was his lead. His victory in 2015 was the biggest upset in New Jersey when he won by less than 100 votes. His re-election wins in 2017-2019 were by much more comfortable margins. Mm -hmm. This was written before the race. This year, he is running for a state Senate seat held by a four-term Republican who is not seeking Mm re-election. As a scientist, Zwicker promotes public policy using evidence-based decision-making, not ideology, dot, 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 which is awesome. Yeah. And- That's what we're
1: looking for in a public servant. I
0: just want to point out this, which is, yes, he's an atheist. Mm -hmm. I've never once, and I I would look for this stuff, I've never once heard him talk about it Mm. on the campaign trail. It's not that he's hiding it. Sure. It's that... I think he would be one of these people who, if someone asked him, what's your religious label? He would answer you, but he would also pivot and say, it doesn't matter. Of course it doesn't I'm matter. not here to advocate for atheism. Mm-hmm. I'm here because I'm advocating for you right. because you're my constituent. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the trick, not a trick. This is the strategy here, which is mm-hmm. this is how atheists can win office. Especially if you're out yeah. about it and open about it, mm-hmm. you just you don't have to talk about it if you're a local if you're a state politician, mm-hmm. the things on your agenda have nothing to do with religion per se, yeah, so you don't have to make a big deal about it and if you can do politics one oh one and pivot to the things you want to talk about that aren't religion, answer the question you want to ask <laughs> yeah and and what was amazing to me too is I've watched this guy's reelection campaigns for years. I cannot recall any of his opponents in any of these races using his atheism against him.
1: I do feel like that's sort of no longer okay. Yeah, I,
0: it feels it's like... rare. I think I saw it once mm-hmm. last year, uh, yeah, during the 2020 elections. And even then, it was a tangential, like, someone knows a famous atheist and they're close, and it didn't work.
1: You know what? I think, can I pitch? a reason that I think people are stopped are, are no longer like mad about atheists existing as much anymore hmm. is because I think, um, socialists have sort of taken that little it's that slot. The,
0: there's a Gallup poll every couple years, few years that says, if you could vote for someone
1: a yes. For president in uh-huh. your
0: political party, mm-hmm. would you vote for them if they were a blank? Yeah, and now it's like black person. It's like ninety eight percent of people are it's like yeah. That's it's still too <laughs> low, and it's like yeah, I would be fine with yeah, that yeah, yeah. regardless of party. Woman, yeah, it's high up there. Uh, same thing. You can go down the list. Atheist always used to be at the bottom of the list. Uh-huh. Now, if you look. We are probably second from the bottom. Socialist Hell has yeah. replaced us as the, l- most, as the biggest deal breaker. Not to brag, politics. that
1: means I'll never get elected to public office. <laughs> well, not here. I
0: mean, move to Vermont and we'll see how it goes. I bet
1: Vermont is very beautiful. Yeah.
0: Um, so, yeah, congrats to Andrew Zwicker. That's super exciting. That, yeah, I, that's I, by great my count, great uh, there are fewer than 10 openly atheistic state senators in the country. It's a very small number.
1: And I want to reiterate... The last Pew poll that came out was it thirty percent of people are non-religious. Yeah,
0: something like that. Depending on the poll, yeah. So
1: we're talking eight, almost a third of the country is represented by ten human, ten individuals across the country, mm-hmm. many of which are at the state level, and one of whom is Kristen Cinema. So who gives a shit? No, no,
0: no. I'm not even talking about cinema. There are ten, like, open uh, fewer than ten openly non-theistic state senators. Who are just unafraid of being called atheist, humanist, whatever. Sure. But it's a very small number. And again, you would think most of them are coming from super liberal states or at least super liberal areas. But Zwicker is one where, no, he was from a swing district. It He did not have an easy road there sure. necessarily, but he found a way to win in New Jersey in a swing district yeah. where... Just like Virginia this past week, it shifted red everywhere. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He could have not won. It it was definitely plausible. So I was I was happy about that. That made me
1: that that's great news.
0: Um, now let's talk about Aaron Rodgers. Oh, Why is quarterback Aaron Rodgers in Thank the news Thank God you this brought
1: this up because I saw this article come up yesterday, sent it to all of my friends, but did not send it to you to make sure that we talked about <laughs> it today. This is going to be part two in Jessica's ongoing series called Fuck Sports. <laughs> Go ahead, Hemant. Tell us about what Aaron Rodgers, that so, dumb idiot, did uh, the, with his stupid face that looks like a butt.
0: That is, <laughs> yes, that is what I was going to say. Um I've had a weird week. <laughs> So the NFL has protocols. They don't require you to get vaccinated. But if you don't, you have to go through a lot of testing. Mm -hmm. And if you test positive at some point, you have to stay away from the team and the games. Mm -hmm. Um, Back in August, during a press conference before the season started, they asked Aaron Rodgers, quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, Mm -hmm. if he had been vaccinated. And there's video of him answering this. He basically said, yeah, I'm immunized. Oh, like, he, I, I am.
1: He lied through his big, stupid teeth.
0: Yes. Um, so he said, yeah, I'm immunized. But, and everyone took it at face value, because why would you lie about that? Because, I mean, even, I mean other, you- even other football players who didn't might have said, like, well, it's a personal thing. I don't have to tell you, so I won't. No, he didn't do that. He just said, yeah, I'm immunized. So it's like, all right, dude. And you know what? The season's going. It's about halfway done. They're arguably the best team in the league. They have a 7-1 record right now. What team
1: does he play for? I'm uh, so sorry. The
0: Packers. You're in Chicago. No, he not for
1: Packers anymore. I thought he played, paid for somebody else. No,
0: that's Tom Brady. He moved to a different team.
1: I don't think you're right.
0: Uh, okay. So while you <laughs> look up and decide that I'm right. Um, so anyway, he, they're doing great he's been like one of the least controversial quarterbacks this for the past several weeks and then what was weird is that this week he tested positive for covid which was part one of the news, and he it's still like still plays
1: for the Packers, he's huh? still part of the Packers.
0: He wanted to get out. But I they genuinely kept him have back not in. paid
1: attention to football in, I think, eight years. So
0: how is it that I pay attention to football it's that really doesn't confusing. match up with anything I no, do? No,
1: I stopped watching it on like a moralistic standpoint. Yeah. But whatever, Hammond. If you I still enjoy none. watching black men give, con- give themselves <laughs> concussions for rich white owners, that's fine, Hammond. Thank
0: you. So well, Rogers is white. He can get the concussed. Whatever. He doesn't get
1: concussed. They protect um, him because he's white.
0: <laughs> so anyway, this week, they said he said he tested positive. Okay, fine. That's not weird. People do test positive for COVID. Mm-hmm. Whatever. You're vaccinated, right? Like, yep. the rule for the NFL says if that's the case, I think you have to take, like, three days off and you have to show two negative COVID results that are 24 hours apart. Mm-hmm. I mean, whatever this specific rule is, if you got... Uh, diagnosed COVID positive on like a Tuesday, mm-hmm. you, you could theoretically be back in the saddle by like Friday. And mm-hmm. if no one would care or know about it, whatever. Okay. Um, they also announced when they said he has COVID, he's not eligible for the game on Sunday. And, and now it's now like, wait a minute. are mad. Wait a minute. Why would you already not be eligible for the game on Sunday when you're vaccinated mm-hmm. and you tested positive, like mm-hmm. you could be back by Friday, right?
1: Something's not ending Something's up. Something's not ending up. And it turns out,
0: according to, uh, I forgot who reported this first. I'm sorry. But what happened is Rogers apparently petitioned the NFL to have an alternate homeopathic treatment
1: this in lieu of a vaccine. Guy. I thought quarterbacks were smart. Don't they have to pass that test? I There's thought test. Aaron
0: Rogers was smart. I mean, not only is he smart in interviews, and he has a reputation for being, like, a smart player, which, I mean, I know you have to Wait, be your quarterback. There? He guest-hosted Jeopardy! I like just because, those
1: dots. Yeah, because oh.
0: he was known as a smart guy, and he wanted to do it, because...
1: Well, good, now maybe he'll die and get rid of it. I'm sorry, I'm just really fucking sick of this well, bullshit. it gets worse. Okay.
0: Not only did he do some homeopathic bullshit mm-hmm. that's not a vaccine, and by the way... That's nothing. That's, clearly, that's nothing. The NFL... To their credit, which you don't say often, said, (laughs) that's not a vaccine. As far as we're concerned, you're unvaccinated, which means, Aaron Rodgers, you have to follow the path and the protocols for the unvaccinated players. So the NFL told him that. I guess people at the Green Bay Packers must have known that because he's been doing that. Except... He's been doing sideline interviews or post game interviews without all people. without a mask. Oh yeah, which is something the NFL says you can only do if you're vaccinated. Everyone else is supposed to wear a mask at post game wait, interviews. Wait,
1: heaven, are you saying that powerful men who are rich and white don't have to play by the rest of the rules that the rest of us do? Because that doesn't sound like my experience of moving <laughs> through the world as a woman.
0: So this is where I'm going with this. First of all, let's talk about Jeopardy guest hosts. Aaron Rodgers took a homeopathic vaccine shot, which doesn't exist.
1: L-O-L. My
0: Bialik is known for being a vaccine skeptic, to put it mildly. They had Dr. Oz for a couple weeks back in the summer. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's some sort of weird curse of uh, we seem to draw in mm, and choose yeah like these choose very is an important word, bad it? people here we and don't
1: this isn't a coincidence this is a bunch of people <laughs> who don't give a shit about anything except for making the most possible money
0: you know who doesn't fall in that category lavar burton
1: listen lavar <laughs> we need you we need you more than ever sir
0: <laughs> but think about this rogers who is again known as a smart quarterback, smarter than most quarterbacks, known as a guy who puts his team first, fights for his team. He put his teammates at risk, not just by not getting vaccinated, but he wasn't following protocols. He was lying to the public about Mm -hmm. his health. Um, And by the way, he's gone this Sunday for the game, but technically the earliest he's even allowed to return is like the Saturday before the next game, and that's assuming he tests negative,
1: which... Oh, who knows deep in the season. Right. It's not like we're I mean, mean, listen, the Packers can
0: afford to lose the next like five games and they would be doing just fine. But again, you're talking about the guy who's the linchpin of the team saying I was stupid and I lied to you all. And now I have to leave. I'll watch you all from TV back home. (laughs) You know, like, it's, just stupid.
1: You know what's funny about, like, stupid. childhood indoctrination is, like, people talk about they still have, like, reflexive reactions to things that even though they know doesn't matter or is nothing. I fucking hate the Packers. I don't like football. I just grew up in Bears country. Right, right. And feel, like, whenever I hear the Packers or whenever I hear Notre Dame brought up, there's something in my heart that's like, fuck those guys. Because yeah. from when I was a child, my parents taught, my dad taught me, not to be nice to people, not that God was real, not that the tooth parry was real. I was taught, fuck the backwards <laughs> and, f- and fuck Notre Dame. Why? Nice. Unclear. Yes. We're an angry people, the Wimpies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, I don't know what he's thinking, what I, he's doing. I, 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 what do you
1: think about this? Like, do you think it is a guy? Th- wh- like, it's, he seems, this is what's really distressing to I me. I think he's an
0: atheist too, by the way. He said that in interviews or alluded what? to it. But also, like, he always, this is part of the thing. He always gave off a vibe that he cares and respects science.
1: Yeah, well, a lot of men give off that vibe, and then you hang out with them. But he
0: said it, and he's seemingly acted like it. Again, I only see glimpses of him in interviews that are pre-planned, not ad-libbing having conversations.
1: Listen, I have obviously strong feelings about anti-vaxxers. I think that it is, and i think that it's all bullshit and there's no good reason not to get the vaccine unless it's like a true medical exemption yeah. by like your medical doctor <laughs> can i can i be clear about your medical doctor not your homeopath <laughs> um I completely lost my train of thought. I was so mad about this. This is a long way
0: of saying the Bears are in second place in the division with the Packers, (laughs) and they still will not catch up.
1: Who cares? um, Who cares about the Bears? They're leaving the city. Some of us. I can't wait to see what they do in Soldier Field. It's going to be great. It's, it's gonna a be soccer
0: s- field now.
1: Yeah, I'm fine with soccer. Yeah. I'd rather soccer hooligans than football hooligans. I understand that doesn't make sense to our friends abroad because football and soccer are different things here. It's all very confusing. They will soon be
0: the Arlington Heights Bears.
1: Which, I mean, ugh, whatever. That's fine with me. I don't care because they're taking over Arlington Racetrack. I think horse racing is pretty unethical, so whatever. It's just a new unethical sport moving in. That's fine. I'm not done with my rant. I know you're trying to move on. The point is... I have no patience for, for anti vaxxers. I have somehow less patience for rich people who have to necessarily, like, my, I, I could get away with never seeing anybody again. If, my, if I decided I wanted to be an anti vaxxer, I could never leave this house. I work remote, I can get groceries delivered. I would go slowly insane, but, like, we could do this Plausibly, remote. Plausibly, you could do it. Plausibly. He literally has to breathe at people for a fucking living. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me, Aaron Rodgers? Do you not give a shit about anybody besides yourself? Not only, like, people care about football. It's dumb, but they do. And so now you have taken yourself out of your, your fucking position because what? because you don't believe in science when it comes to this one thing even though i'm sure if you caught a glimpse of the packers room the packers training room they're all it's like fucking what's his face from the rocky movies um the Stallone. russian one no 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 the russian not russian yeah the russian one from rocky 4 okay do you not know what i'm talking about rocky eh. 3 rocky 4 he plays against um the guy who eventually went on to be masters of the universe Even Drago, Ivan Drago, fucking nailed it. Ivan Drago, and they're like putting shit in him, and he's on machines. I bet that's what the fucking Packers uh, locker room looks like. And so they're like, yeah, science is great. I trust science with every part of my body, except for my lungs, I guess?
0: If Aaron Rodgers just said, I don't want the vaccine, I don't think it's good, I would be like, well, that's stupid. But he didn't. He said, I want an alternative had stupid fake medicine. Which, for some reason, homeopaths don't,
1: definitely do don't I have, have any money on the table there, <laughs> so everything they do is pure and perfect. But Big Pharma, I don't know why which I have is have gar- less
0: respect for the homeopathic Excuse, rather than just I'm not taking it, which I'd be like, I that's guess. stupid. Well, and he
1: also but. lied; like he was trying to skirt out of getting in <laughs> trouble for it, which is like, yeah, something I, I did when I was 12. I mean,
0: you you can't expect the NFL to take action against their star player. Their star
1: player? Yeah, no, I can. I just I I mean, like the the NFL. That's it. That's so let's all. talk
0: about pedophiles. Wait, hold on. What? Before we move on, no, no,
1: no, I'm so sorry. This is actually on topic. Speaking of Annie vaxxers do you know who Christy Swanson is? Yes. Okay. I'm, thinking. I'm calling you on this then who's Christy <laughs> Swanson? <laughs> no,
0: she was on Buffy.
1: She was. She wasn't on Buffy. She was in the original Buffy movie. Ah. That is what she's best ah. known for. I know her mostly for her work on the television show Psych, which is very good. Um, apparently, she's a fucking right-wing lunatic. Annie Vaxer, guess where she is right now?
0: In a hospital with COVID? Uh-huh. Fuck yeah. Like,
1: re- like, with pneumonia related to COVID. Like, she genuinely might die. I
0: told you, I'm not... I have no empathy anymore I, for anybody.
1: To, how am I supposed to feel empathetic? Yeah. I, I am out of empathy points. Sorry.
0: I lost my humanist card. <laughs> yeah, But no. Listen, also, you deserve it. You should have gotten vaccinated. One me. of my what best friends is
1: going to have a baby in a few months, and her mom is never going to be able to hold that baby because her mom is an anti-vaxxer. Like, yeah. I have n- and that is hard on my friend, and it's hard on the mom, and like fuck the mom, yeah, who oh, got it? She doesn't listen. Stupid. She does not care for me. I, got, I don't know why.
0: I told you this right <laughs> before we started taping. I got my booster yesterday, yeah. and it's like ah oh, fuck, I'm gonna be out of commission for a good twenty four mm-hmm. hours, and I kind of still am, yeah. But whatever, I got it. I'm done. It was yeah. good. I like it's fine.
1: I could uh, I got an email that I could get because I uh, volunteer, which is how I got my shot earlier. Um, yeah. this year and I got another email saying I was qualified for a booster and I was like I should do I'm yeah, still in I, I feel like I'm stealing a shot from somebody else which I understand is factually untrue oh, I just I pushed it.
0: the old lady in front of me and got oh mine oh my god
1: you guys Hemant is brutal he comes off very calm on this but it's just <laughs> it's just compared to me he,
0: the lady he giving the shot is like well I guess she'll come back later <laughs>
1: He's like, no, she's in the hospital now. I've murdered her for that shot.
0: I know. Now I gotta get the kids, one of the kids vaccinated. Who's old
1: Yes. Enough? Oh my god, that's how excited are you yeah. about that? Oh, yeah. that's gotta be great. It'll be fun. It, is she finally gonna come over here and hang out with me? No. And my dog?
0: No. She's scared of the dog.
1: Well, that's smart. Yes. The dog's bigger than her. <laughs>
0: anyway, let's yeah. talk about pedophiles. Finally. I let me go to that section of my notes. <laughs> um Okay, here's the thought. If the only thing you are famous for these days is being the father of the most famous pedophile in the country, I think there should be- a Duggar story? You damn right. It's a (laughs) Duggar story. Then you don't get to run for office on a platform of family values.
1: Oh, they love saying family values. No. Okay. Here's the thing. In his defense, he has thirty-seven children. Yeah. Statistically, one of them was going to be a pedophile, so I feel <laughs> like his average is still
0: hey, by that one. Like statistically, good. three of them are gay too.
1: Oh, that's gonna be a fun yeah. uh, thing to. But come yeah, out. Jim
0: Bob Duggar... Says he's going to run for Arkansas State Senate next year. He just announced this week. At he least said it's
1: State Senate.
0: State Senate. He said uh, out of control bureaucrats have put politics over common sense policy with government mandates.
1: I just remembered that, his name is Jim Bob. Jim Bob. Holy that, shit! How did I forget it's that?
0: Arkansas. It doesn't matter.
1: How did I forget um, Jim Bob?
0: Now more than ever, we need a bold voice that is pro-family, pro-business, pro-gun, and pro-life. And I just want to say, oh. pro-gun and pro-life life without so even cute. a comma separating them. is Such just a cute look. Chef's kiss right there. So good. Um, the fact that, first of all, bureauc- out of control bureaucrats have put politics over common sense policy in Arkansas, which yeah. is all uh, Republican everywhere <laughs> like sir. you're telling on yourself. <laughs>
1: Sir you can't what are you, say what that. Could you, I will say. Arkansas I am, is
0: not struggling from a lack of Republicans <laughs> in office.
1: And a lack of like lunatic Republicans. <laughs> I am grateful for his humbleness for only running for state Senate. Honestly, <laughs> I am shocked by that. Do, I'm I guessing he that, doesn't like,
0: want national attention.
1: Oh, but here no, we are reporting on it. Sure,
0: but most of the time, like state level yeah. politics, national media is not really going to cover it other than oh, Jim Bob Duggar's running for office, and then they'll forget about it. I feel like
1: somebody with that kind of name recognition would go for, like, a congressional seat or something like that. But I'm grateful Um, that he's staying in Arkansas within its borders. For
0: those who are not uh, familiar with this, Jim Bob Duggar actually served in the Arkansas State House from 1999 to 2003. He then left, gave up that seat to run for U.S. Senate, like you just said, he tried running for US Senate and in the GOP primary he was trounced. He tried really? He tried running for state senate in 2006 uh and he lost that Republican primary. By a very slim margin, but he did lose it. How
1: does a Duggar lose an election in Arkansas? Because
0: even there, it's like...
1: But they have... I mean, but name, name recognition. Recogni- yeah, it... Right? Like, name recognition you know, alone, but, well, I would think.
0: 2006... That's they we were we got they, Governor
1: Schwarzenegger. I don't
0: think they had their show in 2006. So the name recognition... Oh, they
1: 12,000% had a show in 2006. In, double check okay. that for me.
0: Um. By the way, the seat that he lost that year in 2006... Uh, he wasn't defeated by this guy, but that seat is now held by Jason Rapert, a guy oh, we've talked about many God, times.
1: I'm so sick of talking to that um, motherfucker. 19 20,
0: And if you remember last year, uh, 2020, one of his other sons named Not Josh Duggar <laughs> uh, ran for Arkansas State House
1: and lost. Oh, you're right. 2008 is when it started. Boom.
0: So he didn't have the name recognition okay. that he would okay, now. Okay, fair enough, fair um, enough, fair enough. That's so, on me. Why is he making this announcement now? Because the Republican who was in that seat is taking a job as a lobbyist running theme. Um, And so they're going to hold a special election to complete his term. And Mm -hmm. so the second this guy retired, all the names drop in. (gasps) And Duggar, I think at the time, uh, right now, he's the only person to announce his candidacy. It's a deeply red district. I'm sure other Republicans will jump in, but there you go. And keep in mind, if he gets this seat... Within a year from now, mm-hmm. we could be looking at Jim Bob Duggar in the Arkansas legislature, Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders, mm-hmm. Lieutenant Governor Jason Rapert,
1: mm-hmm. I mean... I guess I'm going to have to tra- cancel my travel plans to Arkansas. Uh-huh. Huh? I mean... Why would you run
0: on family values, though? Like, you know, I if because you're him, if you are him, care. if you're him, you know, the only thing anyone's ever going to ask you about is your son.
1: No, family values is code for Christian and it's code for anti-abortion and it's code for anti-gay. Like, but this is, is what is I don't get. That is
0: If you just say I'm a Republican with all those same quote unquote values mm-hmm. running for the same seat. But guess what? My son is not Josh Duggar. Yeah. You got your campaign ad right there. Yeah, like it's not like his views are more conservative than the nine hundred people right. in his bubble. So Right. But I, why would any? I, here's what the opponent should do. I'm giving advice to the Republicans running against it. Your maybe. ad says my son's not Josh Duggar, uh. and also, would you trust this guy to make decisions for your family? He can't,
1: he can't make, make decisions for his, for his own something. family. There yep. you go.
0: There's your. You're campaign not the only ad.
1: person you can come up with political. Hire grips. us
0: is what we are <laughs> saying.
1: We would be very good at this, actually. Sometimes I have a little notebook, and I'll write down little campaign quotes <laughs> that I think would be good, but they're usually for, like, right-wing people, because that's the only thing I can think of. Because to me, a Democrat's campaign should be like, I don't know, vote for me and get better childcare and health care. But, like, I don't know. Anyway.
0: Let's talk. If anybody
1: um, wants to hire us.
0: (laughs) I'm moving down on my pedophile list. Here's the other story. Oh,
1: yeah, there was a list. Um,
0: There's a pastor named John Blanchard. You have not heard of him. He runs a place called Rock Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Um, And for the most part, it's like, why would I know this guy? uh, There's no reason to know him. Here's what happened. Um, uh, Sometime last month. The police, where he lives, conducted a sting where they posed as underage kids. Mm. Um, and basically, it turns out a bunch of men tried to solicit sex from what they knew Were underage girls.
1: What? Um,
0: And when they went to meet up with the girls, it's a very uh, To Catch a Predator style Mm -hmm. thing. When they went to go meet the children, Mm -hmm. uh, it turned out they were meeting with police. So there was a sting. They arrested like 17 dudes. One of them And then
1: that guy walks in. He's like, what are you doing here today? And the guy tries to run out, but there's camera (laughs) crew there. What's that guy's name?
0: Uh, Chris Hansen Hansen good
1: job see we're such a good team
0: uh so we'll be
1: great at writing (laughs) political campaigns for people go ahead
0: so Blanchard is one of the guys arrested in this thing okay there's a reason I'm telling you the story though and it's not just pastor behaving badly okay check this out Uh oh this guy got arrested on a Friday Obviously, the police did not make this known publicly because they had to get their ducks in a row uh-huh. until, like, Monday um, when they announced, no. like, we did a sting, 17 names. Here are the names. Um, guess where this guy was on Sunday? In the pulpit. What did he talk about? He was in the pulpit. Tell
1: me everything. He, what did he talk about? They
0: actually had a guest pastor that day, so he was not the one preaching, um, but he did show up on stage to talk about how he, much he loves Jesus and stuff.
1: Wow. So,
0: so that's part one. Oh, <laughs>
1: That was so surprising. I went full old Owen Wilson on you yeah. there. Wow. Um,
0: so, by the way, the church's website, if you went to visit it, it has a little bio of their pastor. Uh, and
1: he's still up there?
0: Here's what it said. Coming from a background in atheism and a dysfunctional childhood, John's heart is to reach a generation with a message <laughs> with a message of hope through the healing and delivering power of Jesus Christ. Turns out this guy was safer for kids when he was an atheist. Okay, that's part one. Here's part two that we found out days later. Now, like this week, Uh (laughs) it turns out after he got arrested, and the church, by the way,
1: did not tell anybody
0: on Sunday service. Well, like someone at the church had to know, right?
1: I certainly would. I don't know how they would have made that announcement.
0: His, his wife is his co-pastor. I'm guessing she knew.
1: I thought Jesus was the co-pastor. Mm, co-pilot. No, he's the co-pilot. Yeah, he's
0: <laughs> he's the third in their threesome. Um, the wife didn't say anything from the pulpit. The church said nothing publicly. Okay, this does not surprise me. But after this came out, his former assistant at the church for several years told the news media... Yeah, I perven? filed a sexual assault lawsuit Ugh. against this guy because he was being a creeper toward me. Uh-huh. Um, I should say, she charged, she accused him of sexual assault. He was acquitted. He was found not guilty of okay. this. But as she says, like, that doesn't mean he didn't do anything. Like,
1: is this woman a grown woman or is this a young No, woman? grown woman okay.
0: who said he, he was an assistant. Okay. He so pushed no, like himself upon old. me. Okay. Um, And just to be clear, like, I don't know what happened. I haven't read the documents or anything like that. Uh He was found not guilty, but she has said he did stuff. I'm sorry the court (laughs) did not find him guilty, but that doesn't mean shit didn't go down. You know what I mean? It's
1: something like out of every mm, God... I want to say 100, but it might be more than that. Something like you get like one conviction out of every 100 accusations. Something like Something in that neck uh, of the woods. It was in my speech that I gave in Houston like four years ago. Yeah. Anyway. So,
0: um, yeah, that story just seems to be going from bad to worse. And I, I don't know. what As of now, the church has finally suspended him, like saying he's not going to return to the pulpit yet. But they're, even then, their message on their church's website is like, we are praying for him we're mm. rooting for him to get through this sure. it's like yeah of course you are yeah um we're gonna pause we'll we'll do a a shout out to our sponsor this week for a minute here i was trying to get a present for my parents who are notoriously hard to please <laughs> and so i took a picture of my kids uploaded it at paintyourlife.com And the website said they would turn it into a professional hand-painted image of pretty much any size. So I got to pick the artist or have them pick one for me. I had a ton of opportunities to see the various drafts and make suggestions, uh, modifications. And I got the final product. I mean, it was a hand-painted version of this picture that I really like. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, when I gave it to my parents, the look on their face was neutral neutral and priceless <laughs> and super supportive yeah no neutral for them is uh-huh. better joyous than, yes exactly um so it's an awesome gift it's personal it's different they will take any picture you've got quality was fantastic and you could get the portrait in as little as two weeks so if you're looking for a christmas present or Which something is wild for yeah. a
1: hand-painted portrait. yeah it
0: really is um if you want if you're looking for a christmas present mm-hmm. this is the way to go Uh, At PaintYourLife.com, there's no risk. If you don't love the final painting, your money is refunded, guaranteed. And right now, as a limited-time offer, you can get 20% off your painting. So, that's right, 20% off and free shipping. To get the special offer, text the word FRIENDLY to 64000. That's FRIENDLY to 64000. Uh, text friendly to 64,000. That is paint your life. Celebrate the moments that matter most. I want to, uh, talk about Richard Dawkins.
1: Oh, we have to. No, what did he do?
0: required by law. Um, I got shit for this. So I'm going to talk about this and I want to bring it up because it's still annoying me, even though after receiving the shit, um, here's what happened. Okay. Um, I'll give you the minor, like I, no one really cares about this, and I'll give you the bigger, major thing. He did an interview in a magazine this week, uh, in, not magazine, in the Sunday Times, big UK paper. Uh, it was basically to promote his new book, Flights of Fancy, which is kind of about the evolution of flight. Oh, okay, cool. fine. Um, first of all, here's the thing that. I saw first and I'm like, come on, what are you doing? I'm
1: so nervous. They
0: basically had a Da Vinci painting uh of a bird in flight. You know, like the sketches Da Vinci sure, made. Sure, 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 sure. And they asked Dawkins, I think, hey, why don't you stand in front of this mural that depicts a Da Vinci sketch of a bird? And why don't you stand with your hands hanging out? Like you're Jesus on the cross. That's, oh, that is my take.
1: I thought it was like you're a bird.
0: Why would they ask him to imitate a bird? I can't imagine why oh. they would say, well, you're a famous author and you wrote about flight. Why don't you act like a bird, Richard Dawkins? That's weird. They would oh, never do that. Is this
1: like that. the Ricky Gervais thing all you're over again? you fucking right
0: it is. So... Here's God, that two was things. So
1: embarrassing.
0: So oh, Richard Dawkins so takes takes this picture in front of the Da Vinci painting, okay, and it looking. looks it seriously looks like he's I'm looking. Uh, Jesus I'm going to be the, cross, the judge of this. Which I was like, why would you do that? That's a you're not persecuted. Stop acting like it. <laughs> but two, yeah, let's talk about the Gervais thing. Um, about ten years ago, for a magazine called New Humanist, um, they did a profile or an interview with Ricky Gervais, and they were going to put Ricky Gervais on their cover. Um it turned out Ricky Gervais had at the time done a, another interview with Rolling Stone and he submitted a picture of he him He submitted that He submitted a picture it's
1: so which embarrassing, Ricky. is him with
0: like lipstick written atheist, atheist on his chest And holding like a stand-up comedy, like a mic stand, stand as if it was a
1: cross, (laughs) and rolling as the story
0: goes. Rolling Stones like we're not using that, so Ricky Gervais just had the picture.
1: Embarrassing, so he does an interview with
0: New Humanist, and Ricky Gervais is like, "I've got a picture for you," and they run with it. And you're right. Like, again, you're looking at uh, It's like, oh, you think you're what? Persecuted for being an
1: atheist? And if I for remember, holding like, a mic stand? This is like right when Ricky Gervais like, lost a bunch of weight. And so, you know, he was <laughs> like, what, how can it's I like get It's like the
0: Kumail Nanjiani 100%. thirst picture. But it's Ricky Gervais holding a thing saying, I'm an atheist.
1: Oh, it's so embarrassing. Im- okay. Oh, God. So it gives me like douche chills.
0: Yeah, so that's the minor, like, Dawkins, why are you posing like that? I did that? pull up that's the picture, stupid. and then
1: I saw the headline, and now I'm going to throw my phone jesus christ <laughs> richard dawkins can you shut your fucking dumb trap for a second okay so
0: here i'll give him the benefit of the doubt maybe he didn't realize he was posing like jesus even though we totally knew that first of all why I don't, would you pose like that with your head hanging up and your arms outstretched yeah that's the it's one in
1: front of the thing with wings hammond uh, I don't know, but That's a this weird feels thing. like... Okay, like
0: I said, minor thing. I know what he's doing.
1: I can tell you what the bigger thing is. All right, I'll
0: tell you what the bigger thing is. Um, then... Of course, they ask Richard Dawkins to talk about trans people because he's one of the UK anti-trans. There are many of them.
1: God, what is going on in the UK? Jesus Christ,
0: and he, you guys. He takes take the same easy. line of J.K. Rowling and all of them. Uh. Where here's, here's what Dawkins says. I will read it as written. Um, he recalls reading the historian Jan Morris' 1974 book Conundrum on transitioning to become a woman. Quote, she felt herself to be a woman trapped in a man's body. Dawkins says, I think that's a real phenomenon. I have sympathy. But when trans people insist that you say she is a woman, you redefine something. If you define a woman as a human with an XX uh karyotype, though the article said carrier type because they don't know the word, then she's not a woman. If you define a woman as someone who identifies as a woman, feels they are a woman, and has maybe had an operation, then by definition she is a woman. From a scientific point of view, she's not a woman. From a personal point of view, she is. Okay, that's what he said in the magazine... I don't like that. And this is why I got shit. Cause oh, I said you don't like I don't him like that. Yeah. saying
1: that like trans people basically don't exist. That's not something you find cool.
0: Here's the shit I got on guy. Twitter after I now posted you, Daddy, about this. The shit I got was what he said is fact. They are biologically whatever they are. That has nothing to do with Trans rights that has nothing to do with using the right pronouns, et cetera, et cetera. But you only make this argument like, I mean, she can do whatever she wants. I will go out of my way to you know, use the right pronouns and and l- let her say she oh, is so a woman.
1: Brave, so Richard. brave, Richard. Oh my goodness! And then, but also, really you have are to a add in Jesus, huh?
0: But really, at its core, but
1: I think you're delusional.
0: Yeah, like the Fuck science. Him. I again, it's Dawkins saying, as a man of science, science says she's not a woman. But you know, I accept that she's a woman. And by the way, this article later on also includes a separate picture of Rachel Dolezal. <laughs> and listen, if if a picture of her is in a profile of you, you have taken the wrong path in life.
1: I just simply... So I wanted to find this picture, which I still find wild dorky, and again, can't be clear enough, embarrassing. Gervais or Dawkins? I mean, Dawkins, oh. but obviously Gervais forever, but, but Dawkins, this is sort of a dorky, and embarrassing picture. In general, what really drew my eye was um the headline from the Times. Just gonna go ahead and read this, because I genuinely read it and almost threw my phone across the room mm-hmm. just now.
0: What's the headline?
1: Richard Dawkins, Cohen, quote, race is a spectrum, sex is pretty damn binary, unquote, subtitle. He was the poster child for militant atheism, but has cancel culture finally clipped his wings. Wink! Here we go. Britain's Darwinist in chief on self in chief on self-censorship, the gender wars and why he loves Elon Musk.
0: <laughs>
1: Boy, white men love Man. other white men. Huh? Okay. Again, if, okay. if part
0: of your argument is I am totally fine with trans people, by the way, let me tell you about their chromosomes.
1: This is (laughs) 12,000% like I have black friends. It's not all bad. Like, there's some good black people. That's what this feels like to me, of like... I get to decide if you are worth my respect. To you, that is on me to get to decide. Heaven, I'm gonna I'm gonna call you Fred from now on. Would that bother you? That would bother me. Oh, why? Is it because you? Because <laughs> that's
0: not who I am.
1: Well, because you you get to decide who you are and how you move through the world and how you're you know like how people call you. You're allowed to speaking, do. Speaking
0: speaking of the cancel culture, the self cancellation thing. Just think about this oh for a second. God, go
1: fucking the, jump that
0: off that Opens by saying one of Dawkins' fears is, quote, getting canceled, is being canceled by the left. Okay, he says this while being the subject of a profile in a major newspaper in order to promote his second book this year. This guy is not canceled. Uh, there what are does a being ton of,
1: canceled mean it
0: means you're criticized in his view oh, that's it
1: your huh, so base can't weird. handle
0: criticism Dawkins can't handle that's criticism funny I
1: feel like Dawkins sort of made a career out of calling out truth to power yeah isn't that sort of what his whole fucking jam was Yeah.
0: if you don't want to get criticized by liberals then stop saying stupid shit worthy of criticism and the, here's the thing that and really... He
1: can't not talk about it. It's yeah. like, it's such an unforced error every fucking time. He's you know like, what
0: I learned nothing
1: about in that article? Flight. Flight.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Evolution. I don't Here's know. the
1: thing greatest show on earth i read it like 10 years ago when it came out it's a very good book about evolution like i was working in a restaurant at the time we passed it around like it was porn we were like (laughs) oh i finished it do you want to read it this time like i felt the same way about about
0: the ancestor's tale it's the best book on evolution i have ever read i would say that today yeah um i have a signed copy because i've had the chance to meet the guy i was super excited yeah um I love his science writing. I yeah. wish he stuck to the science writing. But instead we learn about Elon Musk and Rachel Dolezal. Can I Because that's his comparison for trans people.
1: I know I have Paul po- I've talked about the show, excuse me, the podcast Um Sawbones a few times yeah. in the past, but just recently, I think it was this past week. I'm trying to find it right now. Excuse me. Um the and it's a uh A medical history podcast So it's Sydney McElroy Who's a physician And then her husband Justin McElroy Who's a comedian And they just talk about Weird kind of Medical history stuff But it's getting more like Medical present stuff Um, But The most recent one Or at least Recently She did Oh yeah October 26th uh, Episode 389 It's called Sex and Gender And Fucking Sydney McElroy is one of my favorite humans on the planet. Whoops, I accidentally hit play. <laughs> Don't want it that much. I she knocked it out of the park. She gave a scientific and cultural understanding of how like the gender binary is not only not scientific, but really fucking new. And well, not new, but like they're not it is not as pervasive as we always thought. Apparently there was there are cultures that had four genders. Like it, it was like masculine man, feminine man, masculine woman, feminine woman. Like, there were, like, genders uh, within the binaries. I just... This isn't how... Gender is not science, right? Like, gender is... The thing that annoyed me
0: on Twitter especially, because that's where I got most of the harassment, was the people saying, he's a biologist, therefore he is totally... Um, credible on all matters of science. Therefore, what he says about trans people should just work for everybody. Because
1: he's a science guy, yeah. and any science guy who says anything is is valid. He doesn't know shit about rocket science. Like, if he tells me that, like, I don't know, what's another science thing? Can't think of a single one. What are other si- If he told me about the... I don't know if he was like, oh, oh, I'm in charge of this plane now. He's not an epidemiologist.
0: If he's talking about the vaccines, like, I trust you know some of the basics, but you're not the expert. This isn't your
1: professional opinion. This is, like, your general opinion. It's like, I was a lit major. That doesn't mean I know everything about Chaucer. That's just not how Mm -hmm. the world works. You specialize your shit, and he's an evolutionary biologist. And and as a zoologist, if I remember correctly, Mm -hmm. he isn't even into, like, human biology. What does he... Right? And why do we care what he has to say about trans people? They are... Sorry,
0: he's canceled, so we must listen to everything.
1: Jesus, I'm just so... It's just everybody is trying to be as mean to each other as they know how to be. It's That's what it... Honestly, that's what this all starts to feel like. It just feels like people being like, Hey, is there a group of people that finally are getting the tiniest bit of recognition and, and being embraced by some parts of society? Fuck them! I'm gonna punch down as hard as I know how to do. I'm gonna punch down on a population that has high suicide rates, high homicide rates, high homelessness rates. Because you know what? Those motherfuckers have had it too good for too long. Fuck Richard Dawkins! Honestly, Jesus, Jesus, go crawl down a hole. I'm
0: I so too tired would like to be canceled this. and publish 18 books.
1: If he was canceled, I wouldn't have to keep talking about him. I'm sorry, yes. I've had a hard week.
0: <laughs> I'll bring, I'll move on yeah, to the next it's thing. Hard. This is not related to the Dawkins thing, but there is a, a thread between them. I'm there angry is,
1: sweating. There
0: is a uh, hate pastor, uh, Jonathan Shelley, one of those Hate new, pastor, yeah, love this. That's what he preaches. Just hate. Sure, hate, sure, sure. I've never heard of that before. One of the time, new though. independent fundamentalist Baptist type of preachers. Mm. Uh, I watch all of his sermons because I have nothing she, better do
1: to you do. Look at your children ever?
0: What children? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Here's what he said last week. I, I want to quote this to you because this is kind of getting to the point of why does it matter what Dawkins says about trans people? Or why does right. it matter if Dave Chappelle puts out a comedy special I mean. where half of it is just trashing trans people in a way that he can later get away with saying, what? I'm just joking what? about it. Because, uh, look, I kidding. have a trans friend. That's a big part of it. not say
1: things that are on my
0: mind? Right, um, and it's always the same joke of, well, I identify as a blank. Attack it's helicopter, always the same it's always attack yeah. helicopter. <laughs> so anyway, this is what this hate pastor, Jonathan Shelley, said uh, last weekend, talking about Chappelle.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'll be honest, I've heard some of his jokes against transgender, and it was hilarious. Oh, you don't say? I'm just being honest. You know what? They're trying to cancel him for those jokes. They don't like him. They're so mad. They had walkouts at Netflix or whatever. But here's the thing. He's laughing at you, talking about trans people. He's laughing at you because you're stupid. He's (gasps) making jokes at you because you're a complete fool. And if you would hear the rebuke of humor, you would get it right. If everybody's laughing at you, you got a problem. That's from the sermon.
1: Holy shit. That's...
0: And again, Chappelle doesn't sign off on what this guy is saying, but this is why the criticism... Against guys like Chappelle, who I don't think is transphobic, but he thinks he can make jokes about it Damn as it. a way.
1: He is a hundred percent transphobic. I don't know. It is the position of this podcast that he is tra- a transphobe and not welcome as a guest, even if he asks. Fine.
0: Even if that's the case, um, this guy who is genuinely a transphobic to the point where, like, he wants these people executed, he's using that language, that rhetoric. To say, look, guys, even liberals like Dave Chappelle are saying the things i am basically been saying forever. So, see, I'm right. I don't... And, know. like, if anything you are saying, even as a joke, is being used by the worst people to justify the shit they're doing... Yeah. Again, that should be reason enough for you to rethink the way you approach this stuff. I... The stuff Dawkins was saying about trans people... And again, even if you grant he supports trans rights and all that stuff, does he? The, yes, the stuff he is saying about trans people is the same rhetoric, the same arguments used by anti-trans Republicans mm-hmm. who are trying to get in the way of mm-hmm. civil rights. So, like, get your shit together, Dawkins. Realize the way you talk about this stuff has it matters.
1: Um, you know, I'm sure, Hammett, the concept of punching up versus punching uh-huh. down. Yes. Um, for people who don't know, I, I don't know why you wouldn't. It's essentially saying that um, if you're a comedian or whatever, it is, you know, better in whatever way you want to say. It is good comedy to punch up instead of punch down. In 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 other words, it is if you are making fun of the people in power, that is good. That is speaking truth to power if you are making fun of people less powerful than you in whatever way, that's what we call punching down, or as some some people call it, bullying. (laughs) Like, it's... So, this... So, I I think the problem with all of this stuff is that these people, the, the Dave Chappelle's of the world, are acting as if... Trans people are the power, right? They're acting as if all of us have had to bend over backwards. That is the to, Dave
0: Chappelle line.
1: That's the Dave Chappelle. We've all had to uh, ruin our own lives in service for trans people, which I can guarantee you not a single person uh, who says these things has ever done a single thing in service of trans people or in favor of trans people or ever been yelled at about treating a trans people, trans person poorly unless it was on their own bad behavior. This idea of pretending that the Dawkinses, the Chappelle's, the what's this motherfucker's name? The pastor?
0: Oh, Jonathan Shelley.
1: Jonathan Shelley, as if my husband just got home from a movie, the dog's going to bark, just everybody prepare <laughs> for that. This idea, like, when you are in power... This is the reason that conservative comedy doesn't work, right? The reason conservative comedy doesn't work is because conservatism is rooted in maintaining the status quo, making sure that people who are in power stay in power, making sure what's going on is going to keep going on. Therefore, if you're a conservative, you don't want to punch up to... You don't want to talk shit to anybody, quote-unquote, above you, unless it's, you know, in the opposition. So they make fun of trans people. They make fun of queer people in general, people of color who are, Black Lives Matter, who are marching for their right to walk down the street without getting shot by a fucking cop. Like, they think those are the villains of their world, even though they literally have never been bothered by them ever, except for it, what, crosses their Facebook feed once in a while. (laughs) So I guess the moral of my story is conservatives aren't funny, transphobes aren't funny, and they can all kick rocks.
0: There you go. Um, I'm going to totally switch gears now. Um, there is a big case in front of the Supreme Court next month, and there's a bunch of atheist groups involved in this. And I, I've heard this question from a lot of people before, which is what are those groups doing? Cause they don't necessarily see it day to day. So they don't know what these groups are working on regularly. Sure. But this case is important. Just remember, there was a case a couple years ago about the giant cross on public property. Um, And a lot of atheist groups got together. Yeah, I heard about it.
1: We talked about it every week for four years.
0: So the thing about that is, yes, the court makes a decision. It's not the decision we want, but it could have ramifications Mm -hmm. down the road. That's Mm -hmm. what this case is. Let me tell you what this case is about, because I don't think people are aware of what the case is about. And I do want to talk about how these various atheist groups are working together to get the result they want. Um, This case coming up, it involves uh, the state of Maine and how they handle public schooling. Here's the situation. Students in Maine are guaranteed free public education until they graduate high school. Fine. Isn't that a national thing? Pretty much. um, So they're guaranteed free public education. But in Maine, there are a lot of very rural parts of the state where there are no local schools. So what do you do about that? Because they are guaranteed a free public education. Students have the option of attending a private school on the state's dime, assuming they are accepted into those schools. Um, That's one option for them. State law, however, mandates those have to be secular schools, because of course they do. Taxpayer money cannot be used to pay tuition at a religious school. Again, makes sense. Um, A few years ago, a handful of families sued the state saying, you can't say you're not going to pay for a Christian private school if our kids want to attend a Christian private school. Mm. Because their schools met every condition eligible for tuition reimbursement except for the religion part.
1: This is a really interesting Test of this sort of concept, I think.
0: So and and realize the Supreme Court has made several decisions that say you can't just discriminate on the basis of religion, Mm -hmm. even if uh, like we did with when the pandemic is happening, they said, well, if you close down anything. Uh, or if you let grocery stores stay open in the midst of a pandemic, mm-hmm. you can't say no to churches. Yeah, that churches was, are the same so, as a
1: gas station or a grocery store right. or Obviously, a dispensary, which is also You're open. not
0: comparing apples to apples, but right. they basically have made it a new rule mm-hmm. that, nope, religion gets a free pass right. on anything we do. So it turns out two of the parents who are suing are Amy and Dave Carson and the Maine, uh, Maine's commissioner of education is someone named Pender Mackin. So this case what? is Carson v. Mackin is the name Pender of the case. Pender Mackin? It's a cool name. Anyway,
1: oh, dope name. Um,
0: the Christians did lose an earlier version of the case. But then last year, um, the Supreme Court ruled in a separate area. Uh, we talked about this. It was called Espinoza v. Montana. They said taxpayer funding could subsidize private religious education. Mm -hmm. So if states gave any money for private schools of any kind, Mm -hmm. which Maine does, Mm -hmm. they have to allow religious schools into the mix. Uh, At least the justice said they may have to extend that to private religious schools. It just, it depended on the type of program. Okay. So this is the test. Now, after that decision came down, these Christians are like, we can win our case now. So this is the argument going in front of the Supreme court. Should Maine have to pay for private religious schooling for anyone who wants to take it okay,
1: um I have a question that you might not know the answer yeah. to. Is this primarily a locational issue, like for example, if I live in a small town, Maine, and the only local school is a Christian school and the most you know the closest secular public school is fifty miles away, yeah. is it th- because I could see the Supreme Court saying in the case of if the only school that is reasonable for you to get to from your remote town or your remote...
0: Is the private Christian school, then of course the state has to pay for that.
1: I don't know if, of I course, mean, but that I could see the Supreme Court saying yes, but it, call it like a narrow thing. This only applies right. to literally if you physically can't get to another school.
0: I won't answer it because I don't know the said answer. I don't believe that is what no? they are okay. discussing here. This I- is going to be a general rule of do private Christian schools can they be funded by main taxpayers? Is the law they have on the books right now right. legal or not? What do you think? So it's not location-based. No. I mean, they... I mean, what
1: do you think? Excuse me. What, uh, of course you think... What no. do I think what is going to happen? I'm sorry. Yeah, that was so, an unclear
0: question. <laughs> no, I don't feel good about it. I mean, okay. I think it's going to go the same way we went in the past, which is it'll be like a 6-3 against yeah. secularism. Sure. Um, here Now, here's where the atheist groups come in. This week is the week they all had to submit briefs Uh, In support of Maine and in support of like keeping church states separate. And let me just rattle this off for you here. So these are all like these atheist groups are not arguing this case. Mm -hmm. They don't represent Maine. Um, But they are saying, look, we have a stake in this decision. We want to make our legal arguments to the court or at least the clerks on the Supreme Court Mm -hmm. as to why you should take our position on this. Mm -hmm. And here's our legal arguments for it. Americans United for Separation of Church and State and the American Humanist Association said in their brief that overturning Maine's law would violate established legal precedent. They said nothing in the Constitution requires public funding for religious education. Mm -hmm. So they have their legal reasons for doing that. Separately from them, American atheists filed a separate brief Saying maine 's tuition program is already religiously neutral mm-hmm. that the arguments for overturning the law quote endorse a long standing hostility toward atheistic belief systems, basically calling out the other side for mm-hmm. what they've said mm-hmm. and the revised conception of free exercise being promoted here, if you allowed Christians to get their education paid for for private schools, it would harm atheist families. So they made that case atheist-specific.
1: Interesting. Um, And you
0: can read the actual thing to see what their actual argument. is. And I will. Yeah. Um, There was one more brief from the Freedom from Religion Foundation and Center for Inquiry where they said, um, the First Amendment ensures that taxpayers are not compelled to subsidize religious teaching or worship. The Constitution's no-aid principle avoids government entanglement with Hmm. religious education. And if taxpayers are on the hook For paying tuition at these private schools, they argued, Mm -hmm. then the state would have to have oversight into what's going on at these schools. And that's bad for the church saying, like, no, keep them separate. You don't want the government intermingling with what you are doing in those schools. Interesting. So they're saying taxpayer-funded oversight that would be necessary is not good for anyone.
1: Aren't you glad that people are smarter than you who are handling this kind of thing?
0: So, again, you're (laughs) seeing these different atheist groups come at this case from a bunch of different angles, Uh and these are only a few of the amicus briefs. There are several others from other groups that have a stake in this. Mm -hmm. Again, Will any of it change the minds of the justices? Who knows? I want to be
1: clear. I know what an amicus brief is, but maybe some of our listeners don't. So maybe for their benefit. Basically saying,
0: I am not a plaintiff. Uh I am not a defendant in this case. I don't have a personal stake in this case. Uh But I do have very strong opinions on it for Mm -hmm. certain reasons that I will explain to you. So I'm going to submit basically my argument for why you should rule. I mean, amicus brief, basically friend of the court. I'm just trying to help you all out and say, this is my argument for why you should rule this way. We did the research for you justice. You don't have to go and do it on your own. We did the work for you. So like, by all means use our arguments and rule the way we want you to rule.
1: So yeah, uh, that's how I understood it too. So thank you for explaining it to our listeners who don't understand the Supreme court or pay attention.
0: Um, One really quick story for you that uh, I found really interesting. Uh, There was a survey that came out this week uh, from the Public Religion Research Institute. They do this huge American value survey every year, um, and there's a lot of information in it. But this is the one I found really interesting. They basically asked the question... um, do you prefer the United States to be made up of people belonging to a wide variety of religions, mm-hmm. or do you prefer the U.S. to be a, a nation primarily made up of people who follow the Christian faith?
1: Okay. Sorry. Who was asking this question? I this zoned out.
0: PRRI.
1: Okay. So,
0: um, it won't surprise you that among, okay. among non, uh, <laughs> uh, among unaffiliated people-
1: the not even have the same religion as, as you. you. No,
0: no, no. just, <laughs> just we, Christian. I mean, they know we're not talking about Hindus. I mean, you know what I mean? So among the unaffiliated... Speaking of
1: which, apparently the fireworks portion of Dwali has ended. <laughs> Thank <laughs> Dwali. Got, yeah, uh, yes,
0: there you go. You just it. offended a billion I
1: people. I
0: know. T- um, <sighs> 65% of unaffiliated religious people... Uh, 65% said Of course I want to live In a pluralistic Jesus. Diverse place Only 65% Well another 31 said I don't have really have An opinion oh, on this okay
1: Okay okay And okay,
0: then okay. like 4% For some reason <laughs> These are the homeopath Woo woo types I assume That's Said I, so I want to live In a Christian nation
1: 4% of atheists Are
0: like 4% of unaffiliated Unaffiliates Are like
1: I see what the Christians Are doing It's the Gwyneth Paltrow crowd Yeah I see what the Christians Are doing And I have no notes Yeah <laughs>
0: Why, among white evangelicals, fifty-seven mm-hmm. percent uh, want to live in a Christian-only bubble. That is our country.
1: What a weird. Uh, that's. I mean, listen. If somebody said, "Would you rather live in a place with diverse political ideas or socialists yes. and progressives?" I'd be like, "Get Socialist. those conservatives I- out of here." <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was my thought, too. Like, it's kind of unfair to be mad at white, uh, white evangelicals oh, for yeah. saying, I want to live in a nation of white evangelicals. Uh-huh. Conversion is kind of their whole thing. That's mm-hmm. what they want. Right. Um. But it matches up with other things that were found in the survey <laughs> where white evangelicals were anomalies about everything. Okay. They're anti-immigration. Obviously. They are, they, 31%. Famously
1: know they're Christians in the in the world <laughs> who need to come to the United States for God. anything.
0: Um. 31% of all Americans say the 2020 election was stolen from Trump. I'm sorry, did
1: you say 31?
0: Th- I said 31%. Three one. Yeah, but 60% of white evangelicals believe that.
1: Well, they're famously stupid.
0: Yeah. Quarter of white evangelicals uh-huh. believe in QAnon.
1: Wait, are we still doing QAnon? I thought yeah. we left that behind.
0: Quarter of white evangelicals. did
1: Q just, like, disappear from the face of the earth? As I've
0: said before, I disagree with the, they're all stupid. They're not all... But here's the thing that annoys me, as we've talked about in the past weeks, a lot of white evangelical pastors mm-hmm. are and most of them, mm-hmm. almost all of them to be honest, cuz very few of them are vocal pro Trump maga types from really? the pulpit, from, oh, the, from pulpit. the
1: pulpit. That's an important most distinction. Of the because of the law.
0: Don't want to bring it up at all. Uh-huh. And like no one's asking them to endorse Joe Biden sure. or anything. I don't want you playing that game, no, but no, it's no. very Legal and plausible for all these people to say, no, this stuff is a conspiracy. Mm -hmm. No, this is a lie. You are Christians. You should be critical about this stuff. I mean, I'll roll my eyes, but like they could say that, but they don't. I don't think they have the guts to alienate the MAGA people in their congregations. Mm -hmm. So most of them are silent about this. And unless those pastors speak up and unless younger white evangelicals say... I cannot remain in this church. I'm going to go do my own thing. Right. None of this is going to change. So like, they're not just, they want to live in a Christian nation. Mm-hmm. They're very much like we've talked about this. They're very much on the crazy batshit, crazy Republican side of things mm-hmm. has nothing to do with Jesus anymore. As if it ever did.
1: Yeah. you right. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, anymore is a heavy, a heavy any, thing.
0: Um, I know you wanted to talk about uh, a vaccine.
1: Yeah, um, I ooh, I should have had it pulled up. So um, do you know a lot about the HPV vaccine?
0: I don't. I was reading the article before uh, we were talking about this. But basically, this is a story that just came out this week. Feel free to jump in whenever. Yep. But they found that the HPV vaccine mm-hmm. that people have been getting actually has another side benefit really well not a side benefit i mean this is it's doing what it's supposed to do it is
1: so if you if you're not aware of of what hpv is and i remember this vaccine came out when i was in college and it was sort of like a whole thing because at that time or according to my roommate at the time you had to have it before your first sexual experience which in hindsight might have been her line to me um because that makes no sense um however um so HPV is a, um, it is an STD. Um, and it has been found to be a huge cause of cervical cancer. Um, and so, um, it's the, okay. And a little, some shit about cervical cancer. It's the fourth most common cancer of women around the world. It kills more than 300,000 people each year. So it's a very serious thing. Uh, Many of the de- according to this, nine out of ten deaths are from lower and middle com middle income countries. So obviously, um, just access to medical care is a problem. But the thing is that HPV, this STD, causes cervical cancer. That is the beginning and the end of it. And so they came out with an HPV vaccine to help people with the people with cervixes not get HPV and thereby not get. Cancer And
0: it prevents an infection prevents from ever the happening. Infection.
1: And I can tell you in 2000, I don't know, six or seven, when I, when it first came out and I was sort of, you know, I was 21 or so. It was, it was this, it was this bullshit of the same reason that people are anti-sex education, right? If I give, and also the thing was you have to give it to your kid. And right. so people are like, I'm not going to give my precious, beautiful seven-year-old daughter this shot about getting an STD because she's precious and perfect and beautiful, and, and would will she n- ever get that? And would never have sex, which I know because I'm her parent and she's seven, and I can see the future. The
0: BBC article said they give this vaccine to girls thir- eleven to thirteen, but yeah, so right at that age when they're about to maybe be sexually active, yeah, and it's yeah, the controversy to- is is there for that
1: it was just literally it's the same reason people say don't give kids condoms yeah. as, as if the fear of hpv is what is like scaring kids out of yeah. like having sex which lol that's not how it works teens are horny idiots Yeah, um and and so that was this whole thing of people said we shouldn't give it to them because morals i guess and guess fucking what Medicine works really good. (laughs) And so this prevented... So it says, what, 90%? The the headline is, the HPV vaccine is cutting cervical cancer by nearly... Ninety percent. What they did zero. is,
0: they said in the UK when they started giving the vaccine to uh, girls, mm-hmm. this is like 2008. Mm-hmm. They've those girls are now a decade older, presumably mm-hmm. sexually active. Yeah, and they said we followed those women. Who received the vaccine over a decade ago? Mm-hmm. And yeah, there was nearly a ninety percent reduction in cervical cancer in that group. Their compared- study
1: estimated that um, the program, ha- and again, this is in the UK, presented—excuse me—prevented four hundred and fifty cases of cancer and around seventeen thousand cases of precancer. Which, I mean. I don't know if anybody here has had cancer or the scare of cancer, but I have a dad who loves to get cancer and it's very scary and terrible, so like even, it's just it's such a, it's such good news. And yeah. it's, it's so flies in the face of this bullshit, like get puritanical your kids culture, vaccinated. Get like literally just walk into a hospital and ask them what they have. That's pointy and jab <laughs> it into your kid. Because honestly, at this point, the more, the better just shove them in there. I had, do you know, I had to get a flu shot for my dog and I have to get a follow up flu shot for my dog. I have Jesus. to get my dog a two stage <laughs> flu shot. What am I doing? <laughs> what Yikes. is this? La- and people are like, "My kid, a shot, but they'll have sex, maybe." And I'm like, "Oh, buddy, <laughs> I have such bad news to you about I know. humans and <laughs> and their whole jam, which is mainly sex."
0: <laughs> um, I got one last story. This is just oh my God, it's a this. sad Ugh. one, but I I wanted to bring it up here. Um, I got involved in like organized atheism and national groups and things um, like that, roughly. Yes. 20 not 20 close to 20 years ago and the number of people who were involved at that time uh, advocating for atheism this is long before the new atheist books were out long before the internet i was gonna say 20 years ago is before the internet was Um, pervasive so these are like old school people who have been doing this for a while um and one of the nicest people i met at that time and has been supportive of Mm -hmm. everything uh, is this woman named Bobby Kirkhart mm-hmm. who, who's, if you look at her resume, it never ends, but in a, I mean that in the best possible way, she led groups like atheist Alliance international and a Los Angeles based group called atheist United. She served on boards for a number of groups. There's a lobbying group. We've talked about the secular, a secular coalition for America. Mm-hmm. She helped form it, it
1: came up earlier um, in this episode.
0: Yeah. Um, she's been an informal advisor to a number of groups over the years. Um, she even had this dream of owning a Victorian home in Los Angeles. And like uh, several years ago, she that dream came true. Oh, she, that's the kind of she got Get a Victorian behind. house. And she also made it pretty much entirely available to any local atheist groups that wanted an actual dependable meeting space yes. for free. And not only I mean, not only do local groups end up having their meetings there. I was going to go to Los Angeles right before the pandemic started. Got a message from her like, my place is there. You could stay there for free if you want a Aww. spot. Um, that is the case for literally everyone I know who has given talks in that area. Mm -hmm. There was a atheist choir. I don't remember what they sang, but atheist choir in Los Angeles where there are at least like five atheists. Does anyone
1: start an atheist choir in Chicago? Just asking.
0: Get in touch with Jess. Yeah. She let them practice at her spot because the acoustics were awesome. (laughs) Um, But that's the sort of person she was just like, I want to help you. I want to give you the tools you need to be an advocate. Um, And I I want to... The reason I'm bringing this up is she passed away uh, this week. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the other things I wanted to mention is in 2013, the Secular Student Alliance, which is uh, aiming to help younger atheists, they gave her an award kind of recognizing her lifetime achievement. Mm -hmm. And I want to quote to you something she said there. Uh, Our work in free thought is no less than an effort to save humanity. What an individual believes is not important. What a society believes is crucial. So long as the majority of a nation believes in magic, there will be an assault on science that shortens lives and creates environmental disaster. So long as morality comes from an unknowable God, the strong will run roughshod over the weak. That's part one. Wow. She also spoke. Holy shit. Um, there was a reason rally in twenty twelve. Mm, well, that's a decade. We, the first time. Yeah, there was a decade before that mm-hmm. in two thousand two. There was a Godless Americans march on Washington. Uh, she was. Really. In, she spoke there as well. Uh, the reason <laughs> rally was like taking that template and trying to make it bigger. I didn't know that. Yeah. So she spoke at the Godless Americans march, and I want to quote from that as well. We are here also to celebrate the joy of living free from the gods. We are here to show our fellow Americans that the limited power of individual effort far exceeds the imaginary power of prayer. That the relative morality of honest evaluation stands high above the absolute morality of ancient edict. Mm. And that the worldly pride and pleasure of free thought is much more satisfying than the tutored bliss of groupthink. Our secular world belongs to all of humanity. In it, we can make contracts, cure diseases, and settle disputes peacefully. Without a secular arena, none of those things would be possible. And if the gods truly ruled, none of those things would be necessary.
1: Um, Wow! Just
0: awesome and
1: eloquent and... Did she write any books? I want to read everything <laughs> she's ever written. I love her writing. I think she
0: has. I don't have the name of it in front of me, but okay. one of the things that just shows you how far yeah. impact that she had is when, she, when people found out she died, the number of people who chimed in with statements that they wanted to make about her life um, for use by people writing obituaries or anything like that, they are from all Over the board. I mean, it is not coming from one group, two groups. It is coming from, like, whatever you have ever thought about. Sure. Any group in the atheist world, um, authors, writers, whatever. So many people just chimed in. and, And all of them... Have personal stories of how she has personally helped them. Mm-hmm. It's not just oh, she was someone who was very eloquent and no, 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 she personally did shit for them mm-hmm. uh just a sweetheart uh, of a woman, and she has asked if anyone is in uh, her, her uh, daughter said uh, if anyone's interested, they can make donations to Atheist United, which is in Los Angeles. Camp Quest or the Secular Student Alliance; those were three groups she was personally involved with. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometime in December, they're going to have a celebration of life oh, ceremony in her honor. So, just would you link those? Sweet... I would will you link, link those, those in the notes.
1: Yeah. I'll so she was seventy-eight.
0: Uh, they didn't release a cause of death, but. Uh, yeah, she died last weekend in her home. So, uh, wishing her family and, all the best. But man, one of the good ones.
1: Yeah, I'm really sorry to hear that. That's yeah. that's tough to hear. Um,
0: where do we find you?
1: Oh, <laughs> I know. Good. I'm, now I get to plug my bullshit. Yes. Um, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jess Blumke. J E S S B L U E M K E. Although you don't spell Hemet Meta every time you say it. Maybe I need to release myself Google from feeling my like shit I. Need... Google <laughs> my You'll find me. That's
0: it's so much easier. <laughs> If you get within like Although, 75% of the letters right, it'll find me.
1: Honestly, though, like I get a lot of emails to me personally through my Etsy shop, which is bitches get stitched done. And I think every single person has spelled your name differently. Good. And it's yes. a really fun little little thing to Um Actually, speaking of my Etsy shop, I wanted to uh, send a thank you to one of our listeners. Um, um my Etsy shop is cross stitches. I am already getting Inundated with requests for Christmas stuff. So if you're interested in that, please get at me quickly. I, I cannot stress enough, these cross stitches take me between four and 20 hours to make each. So, like, when I say it takes a long time, it's not exaggerating. But um, I got a message from one of our listeners, Hemant. Um, a gentleman named, um, Anis Mani, um, A-N-E-E-S-M-A-A-N-I, who is a, um, a Jordanian ex-Muslim who currently lives in Spain and makes these, um, pieces of art and jewelry out of bronze and a bunch of, of, uh, of other things. He reached out to me and said as a, thank you for, for doing what you do. I'd like to send you a gift. And he sent me, um, I, I picked these necklaces. He said I could get a couple of things. So I, I picked these necklaces that had a little crescent moon on them. Um, and he sent them to me. They came shockingly fast from Spain. And I um, have given them as a gift to three of my closest friends. Um, and they were really um, touched and moved by it. It's a beautiful little piece of artwork. Um, and so if you are... And so he is on etsy so i just wanted to give him a plug a n e e s m a a n i i'm not gonna try to pronounce it again because i'm gonna fuck it up again but thank you again for that very kind and generous gift um that is was really touching and also if anybody's looking for kind of a cool like he has a bunch of like little tchotchkes that i really like that are kind of like will fit in the palm of your hand that i feel like i would just constantly touch and lose because that's how I am. Anyway, um I just wanna thank him and and give a little plug for his for his shop. That's awesome. And Hammett, where are you I'm at
0: friendlyatheist.com. Go to uh uh, patreon.com Patreon. slash friendly atheist podcast and if you want to check it out on YouTube this weekend yep. uh, it should be up this episode will be up on there as well do maybe we you're do... hearing it on there right now
1: <laughs> as you speak yes um, do we want to do next week is 400 episodes do we want to have people write in and talk hey
0: if you want to write in and share any thoughts memories we'll read some of them during mm-hmm. our 400th episode extravaganza which yeah. will occur the which same will... way we do I'll, all the I'll rest I'll give of
1: him a slightly larger glass of wine that he also won't finish Thank Thank you. Um, Okay. Cool. Sorry, I was sort of friendly. Apias podcast
0: (laughs) at gmail dot com. Thank you.
1: Yes, that's an important thing. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye.